Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast. Wow. 100 episodes. Jeez. Thanks, everybody, for listening and sticking with me this far. Uh, I, <laughs> it's kind of crazy to think about 100 episodes, but uh, then it's even crazier to think about how many hundred more I'm going to have to do to complete this project. So wish me luck there. We got a little mailbag first. Here's Chris Oliveira with a very keen observation about Sometimes a Lonely Way. Hey, Greg. It's Chris Oliveira in Florida calling to congratulate you on another great episode on Sometimes a Lonely Way. I am surprised, though, you did not pick up on the sound connection to the Beach Boys song, Surf's Up. Um Lots of really close vocal harmonies. Again, it's that slower, more dour type song with equally dour lyrics. And both songs do mention trumpeter swans. To me, it's always come off as an homage to Brian Wilson. Um, Thanks for another great episode. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Good ear there, Chris. Yeah, Beach Boys, another one of my favorite bands. And we've got a call here from Jonathan Leonard in Minnesota about Echnolubma. Hey, Greg. This is I, Jonathan, um, calling about the Echnolubma episode. Uh, Not to be confused with Echnambla, which is an inappropriate reference. I apologize. Um, But... uh, my sort of, I just wanted to throw in my two cents for uh, my interpretation of the song. I just always kind of saw it as a, it fits in with the unreliable narrator theme, but that a guy who for some reason takes first responders and medicalness, like, and the sirens to an odd case of pomp and circumstance, like important people are getting picked up in the ambulance it's kind of weird so he sees it like a royal procession whether it's yeah so it's just kind of a man who's has a very warped view of the world which is a common theme in uh john linnell songs especially um anyways uh have a good day guys bye and then jonathan called right back he thought of a uh, a little proposal for me hey greg this is jonathan again uh i just had another thought uh with the uh etna kablami uh episode um after hearing more debate 
about uh, the greatness that is the spine, I almost think that a good idea is to have me and Amber versus you and someone else in uh, another Patreon debate. We could call it the great, the despine, the debate, maybe. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, if Amber's down, I'm kind of throwing down the gauntlet. Maybe this is something that we could uh, delve deeper into. Uh, what say you, Greg? Bye. That's an idea there, man. I'll think about it. All right. On with episode 100. Bangs above your eyes, your hair hangs. Blue my mind, your royal flyness, I take your bangs. Bangs to drape across your Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants. I am your host, Greg Simpson, and I've got a a guy here that's been waiting a long, long time to do his episode. Adrian Cobb is here to talk about bangs off of Mink Car. Thanks for having me. What's up, Adrian? <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, so, yeah, let's just get get the apologies out of the way right away, because I'd been looking through my Twitter DMs and scrolling way down to the bottom, way down, and I found you uh, <laughs> waiting there since... Okay, did we determine how long you'd actually been... You had claimed bangs when that was... Let's I don't remember. It was, it's been at least a year, right? Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, sh- shit. Because, yeah, I started the show, uh, or it launched around Thanksgiving of 2018. Right. And I launched the Twitter, like, right along with it. And I feel like it was in the first month or two. Um, right, yeah. Well, let me let me tell you what, of, uh, what a big honor it is for me to be on the same podcast as Justin McElroy. <laughs> <laughs> right? An, I love those guys. And when I, when I saw that episode, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So, but man, you, you, you picked a good one. Uh, one that I think is well loved by fans, but not like one of the Uber hits or something. So we'll talk about why you picked that in a minute, but, um, yeah, sure. tell us just a little bit about yourself first. Cause we were talking about your, uh, your podcast. You, you are a podcast producer as well. Yes. Tell us a little I'm... bit about that fellow pod, <laughs> podder, podcaster, caster. <laughs> So for five years, I produced a podcast with two friends of mine uh, named Sam Smith and Brandon Schaefer. It's called The Poster Boys. Uh, We actually stopped doing it in December of 2019, but all of the episodes are still available in your favorite podcast app. So it's already free to listen to. And uh, Sam and Brandon are both uh, working designers uh, in the industry. They are movie poster designers, among other things. Sam is also a professional musician, um, but they're both graphic designers. And, and you're in Nashville, have, correct? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm living in Nashville. Born and raised. I'm a rare rare native, ah. as they say. 
Yeah, I got a couple friends <laughs> and, down there. Yeah, yeah. My buddy Sam is also a Nashville native. Um, but Sam and Brandon work in the industry. They've done posters for people like the Criterion Collection, bunch of big studios. You've probably seen one of their posters and not realized it. Um, but they, about five years ago, Sam came to me and was like, me and my buddy Brandon want to start this podcast about poster design. We have no idea how podcasts work. Do you know how they work, Adrian? And I was like, I sure do. (laughs) And and thus, I became a podcast producer. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, and the rest is history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a glamorous life, right? Podcasting. So this was five, just five years ago, was that? So 2015 would have been our first episode, I guess. Maybe December 2014. Yeah. And that that was your first podcast you were involved in? That's the first one I ever did. Yeah, I've been a podcast listener forever, starting way back with um, This Week in Tech. Do you know that podcast, Leo Laporte? No, but it sounds like uh, something similar to what I'm digging out yeah, of tech stuff. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a big, I'm a big tech nerd as well, and so um, uh, This Week in Tech with Leo Laporte was probably the first podcast I ever listened to, and probably one of the first podcasts to like go big in, back in 2000, and I want to say six or seven, like way back before anybody knew what they were. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Even back in 2012, we're, um, with two Gregs, we're like having to tell people how to listen to a podcast or that it's something that you listen to and not watch. And it's not, oh, what time is it on? Uh, anytime, literally anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you want. (laughs) Yeah. It's, so yeah, it's I just funny. I just looked it up. It was December 2014 was our first episode of Poster Boys. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was just a couple of years before that through, for that through Punk News. So I had been on the Punk News podcast before, but hadn't had my own because that was going. That's been going for over a decade. Um, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about your fandom of They Might Be Giants. How yeah, for sure. uh, how did you get to be into them? I was thinking about this this week because I knew you would ask this question. And what I came up with was, I think in like fifth or sixth grade, I, I, I know the standard answer you've got on this podcast is, <laughs> I heard them on Tiny Toons, all right? Boring! And, no, that's, and, if that's what it is, and, and that's what it is. Don't get me wrong, I saw that when I was a kid, but never registered in my head. I, was, I wasn't like, who is this band? I have to find them. I just saw that and was like, oh, those are those songs are fun. All right, right. cool. All right. And then in around fifth or sixth grade, there was a guy in my class, I can't remember his name, but he brought Apollo 18, the CD, to school one day and was just like, this is my favorite band, you need to listen to them. And I was like, okay, and like took it home and just kind of, it just kind of happened from there. And then, you know, becoming a fan of them over that year, year or two, I eventually was like, oh, these are the Tiny Toons guys, because yeah. I eventually found my way back to Flood, back to Particle Man, and I was like, I've I've heard this one before. Somewhere. Right, yeah, he gave you the and CD on, that didn't have those yeah, Tiny that's, Toons. Yeah, that's when I realized, I was like, oh, I've heard these guys before, I heard them on Tiny Toons. But I guess the real answer is, uh, some random kid in my like fifth or sixth grade class brought a CD in and was like, listen to these guys, and it, it was just, that was it. Are you still friends with that guy? I'm not. I can't even remember his name. Oh. I kind of want to pull out. I want to pull out an old yearbook and see if I can be like, "It was that kid. It was him." Yeah, but, um, he needs props, man. He needs yeah. some props. Maybe one of these days when I'm at my folks' house, I'll pull out my old yearbooks and f- try to find him. But um, and the fact that he gave you Apollo 18, their best album, that's yeah. uh, double props. <laughs> so, but it, but from yeah. there, it was it was all uphill from there. Um, you know, just became a super fan, kind of came in love. Him. I think like the fifth, sixth, that kind of age, that's a great time to get into the MIP Giants. Yeah. 
Um, they kind of just, I think one of the Johns has said this in one of their interviews, but like that, that they kind of just click with you at that age. They're goofy. They're funny. Sometimes they're unlike w- anything I had ever heard at the time. Right. It's like the woman says in that one recording, it's like, Oh, they sound like so many different people. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember having that thought before ever hearing that recording. I was like, I was like, who is singing? They sound like so many different people. <laughs> and so, yeah. and how do they make any them. money? just loved them and then like over the years you know i would just slowly buy their albums and uh yeah and then eventually when i was able to go see them whenever they came to nashville and i've seen them i don't know in a specific number but probably 15 or 16 times yeah li- live at this point the first time i ever saw them was in oh i want to say like 19 1998 or 1999 there used to be this concert series in Nashville called Dancing on the District. Uh-huh. And they would set up this stage downtown on the river and four bands would play for free, like every Thursday night in the summer. Nice. They do something similar to it now in town called Live on the Green. Um, but I remember finding out somehow it's like they might be giants are gonna be there. So I I I got my dad and drive at this time, but I got my dad and I was like, Dad, we gotta go see they might be giants. So <laughs> We went down to the river and sat on the field and watched. I watched They Might Be Giants for the first time. And guess who opened for them? Guess who opened for them uh, that year before he got huge? Uh, tell me the year Nin- again. Nineteen ninety nine, maybe two thousand. Before he got huge, it's a yeah. I gave you a little clue. It's a it's a single artist. Jeez. Um... <laughs> And it's not like he was on tour with them. It was just like he was also on the bill on these four free bands that were playing that night. So it wasn't like They Might Be Giants and this guy. He was just before them. Is it someone that makes sense at all being? No, no, not at all. But he's he's huge now. All right. You might as well just tell me then. It it was John Mayer. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So, yeah, I saw John Mayer open up. And then, like, two years later when he got huge, I was like, I think this is the guy that opened for They Might Be Giants at one time. <laughs> These giants are wonderland. Uh, the, wow. Yeah, that's funny. Carr's yeah. cousin actually knows him and went to Berkeley with him. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm looking here on the, the shows that Bangs has been played at to see if any of the Tennessee and his tend to believe in shows. I was also thinking here. about that today. I don't think I've ever seen this played live. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm not seeing. I could, I could be wrong, though. I've also seen the Miami Giants not in Nashville before. I saw them in Cincinnati in like 2002 at Bogarts because um, I went to college in Kentucky and Bogarts was about an hour north of us. So mm-hmm. it, they may have played it there. That would have been around the time that they were touring on Mink Car. Yeah, I saw them play it. On here, yeah. I'm confirming, yes, the very first time I saw the MFP Giants. Now I know the date. I never bothered to even look this up. I knew it was the Mink Car Tour. So, um, 10-10-2001. Or wait, wait, no, no. I'm looking at the wrong one. 10-11-2001 in Iowa City at the University of Iowa Union Memorial Ballroom. I knew that was at the Union. I didn't know it was the Memorial Ballroom. Fancy. I knew, I knew it was a big place. I mean, it was the kind of thing where, like, yeah, you could have like a huge event there, but they had just like set up the stage. So there's like all this extra space. It's like one of those weird things. It's not meant to be a venue. Um, right. Like there's plenty of space for it to be a venue, but there probably wasn't like a backstage unless they had some sort of like curtained off area behind the stage they set up, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was awesome. I mean, that was the era they were doing all the playing stuff off the radio and the. Con- yeah, they're doing the spin the dial. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. They did a show here in Nashville a few years after that. I think it was out of college at this point, but um, it was on the tour where they played a show, and then like two days later, you could buy the show on their website right. for like ten bucks. It's like here's the show you just saw for ten dollars. So I saw it, and it, I think it's famously called like the Nashville Rock and Roll Parking Lot Show because it was another one of these like someone put up a stage in a parking lot they owned and booked a bunch of bands they could afford. And one of them is, was a might be giants. That's funny. And like literally the first thing they come out, they open with James K Polk. And then the first thing Flansburg says is like a bunch of people rocking in a parking lot. And then like that joke just carried through the whole show. Oh, <laughs> yeah. talking about, about this being the parking lot show. So. <laughs> yeah, I've played a yeah. parking lot show before. I remember. Yeah, yeah. On one of my tours, this is in Iowa somewhere. Actually, I think, I don't think it was even Iowa City. It was it was probably someplace like even more unknown to anyone outside of the Midwest, uh, C- yeah. Cedar Falls, or C- I don't know. It was some show where we knew some people that lived there, and we were just looking to fill one of the dates on the way back. And this guy was in the Army Reserve or something. He was a guy who was married to someone we knew in college, something like that. And uh, yeah, this was right after college, and it was a parking lot of a Lowe's and the <laughs> the event was it was like uh, it was basically like a, a military recruitment event or something which I yeah. mean you know support the troops don't support the wars is basically my thoughts on that for, for sure but it I was agree. like you know they had like the booths or whatever yeah. um, for people to find out information about you know and for people for a lot of people it's a good way to you know get money for college and, and all that um, mm-hmm. And not just go and like you know, murder foreigners. That's not uh, that's not what all of them do. <laughs> that's only that's more that's more the Marines. Now I'm gonna have some right. Marines giving me hate mail. Um, but I, uh, but yeah, it like parking lot shows. That's because I do remember having we were making similar jokes the whole time, and the stage was a fucking flatbed of a truck that had like it was like an army truck, yeah, like this dark green truck that had a weird like overhang thing that i think was made of like some camouflagey stuff and we were just riffing yeah. on that the whole time and they might be yeah. giants are so good at riffing and that's why oh, looking for live live things of uh live performances of bangs to play later yeah uh like <laughs> it's like got, three I've minutes got, of banter I've, before the song starts on every single one. I've got that parking lot show downloaded so I can send it to you so you can hear some of their riffs. They had some killer riffs that day. And even though they were making fun of the situation they were in, yeah. the show still was awesome. Oh, and they yeah. just brought it 100%. So Yeah, see, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of how you get through those shows. And like even a band yeah. of their stature, like especially like post-Electra and stuff, um, you you know you, it's kind of hard like you could see like if you look at the wiki the the venues that like every time they go through a certain town they'll play this one venue because yeah. that's the place that they know is the right fit for them you know their yeah. their stature their sound their fan base likes to go there that kind of thing there's so many factors but like last couple of times yeah. they've come through town they've played Cannery Ballroom and I've seen them there and it's a pretty good size venue but they've yeah i've seen some incredible shows by them there the last time i saw them was in 2018 they came through and i went and i didn't know they were doing this the tour they did like two sets like right i didn't know that there was no opener i just went and be like i'm about to see they might be giant show i'm gonna see who opens for them and i get there and they're like 
basically like, hey, we're about to play for two and a half hours. Yeah. Get ready. Yeah. And I was like, this is the great tri- triple, triple encore. I was like, this is the greatest show I've ever seen. And that's why I was late when I saw them in 2018, because I thought there was an opener and yeah. missed like three songs. I'm like, we'll just stroll in casually. I've told the story on some such episodes before. But yeah, I'm just like, wait, I'm like, either they're still sound checking or the opening band has the balls to cover Anna Ng really well. I'm like, God damn it, they're playing already. We walk in the door. I'm like, no. Like halfway through Anna Ng, I'm like, what else did I miss? Yeah, but that show was excellent. They just came out one, you know, like I said, three encores. Oh, yeah. it, was just, it was awesome. It seems like that's the thing they're they're doing now is like they just want to do their own their yeah. own show. And I, again, they're at that point in their career where they're not counting on some other band to bring their fans in and that band's fans are like oh hey well this other band's pretty good too you know they don't yeah. really i mean it couldn't hurt but i think they'd rather just spend the whole night yeah. take it at their own pace tons of banter <laughs> that being said though i have seen some cool opening bands for the might be giants okay go open for them in ah. cincinnati way back in 2004 and then uh, maybe like four or five years ago i saw them here and a band called moon hooch opened for them do you know about moon hooch, moon hooch i do not it's the it's incredible it's these two guys they're saxophone it's just two saxophone players and a drummer and i know what you're thinking oh, wow. how can that be how can that be good no but- I, I'm, I'm already hooked <laughs> Dude, yeah. yeah ch- ch- check out check out Moon Hooch when you have a when you have a second. They're just they're great. Dude, I love me some saxophones. I got two saxophones in my band. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I think they might be giants played a big part of that. Me getting hooked on a good Barry Sax riff. Um, yeah. So so then, yeah. I, I looked through. I don't think they played. I don't think they played Nashville on that Mink Car tour. It seems like it was a little later, maybe, and then they just didn't I'm play bands. Sure. You know, even if they did, I would have been in college at that point in uh, Kentucky, so I probably would have uh, missed it. So, yeah. Where were you in Kentucky? Lexington, Kentucky. Okay. I went to uh, Transylvania University. Oh, which, yes, it's a, re- it's a real college. Nice, <laughs> nice. Majored in blood sucking. Oh yes, yes. I've heard all. I've heard all the jokes. It's a night. <laughs> it's a night school. Blah blah blah. So. <laughs> <laughs> they don't serve anything with garlic in the cafeteria. Right. <laughs> no steaks either. Get it? Yeah, yeah. Get it? It's funny because they're, they're a really old college. Uh, the, uh, here's your history lesson for the day. They're the 16th oldest college in the country, founded in 1780. Wow. And so, and so whenever people are like, whenever I say I went to Transylvania University, they're always like, oh, was your mascot the vampires? I'm like, no, the college is so old, they probably weren't even thinking about that way back in the day. Yeah. What the is the mascot? The mascot's the pioneers, which is fine, but about, I will give them props about three or four years ago, they started making Transylvania University merch with like bats on the shirt and everything like that. And I was like, yes, that's how you do it. You've got to capitalize on that. Yeah. I mean, you got to roll with it. It's like one of those things where you got to be be in on the joke. We're the 16th oldest college. We're the pioneers. Just own it and be like, here's some, here's some bats on a shirt. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. You got to roll with it. You got to be in on the joke. You know, people stop making yes. jokes about you if you are making the jokes first. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, that's cool. So uh, then forever ago, you picked bangs on a spreadsheet, yeah. a spreadsheet that was fairly wide open at the time. Um, not so much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you pick bangs? Well, when I, when I first got to look at that spreadsheet, I'm sure like everyone else does, I went through every... 
favorite song of They Might Be Giants. And of course, they were all taken. I looked at Birdhouse. I looked at Particle Man. I'm like, well, of course, all the big the big bangers are are signed up for taken by my my real life friends (laughs) birdhouse ended up up becoming a live live Um, episode uh, yeah yeah yeah. and so i was just scrolling through and i remember i got to mink car and i saw bangs and i I think i just saw and i was like oh yeah that's a great song and i have very fond memories of mink car i know there's this big debate online of is mink car a good album and i'm here to tell you i I stand firmly on the it is a great they might be giants album is a great they might be giants album that being said, I don't think they might be giants <laughs> have ever made a bad album, but this right. one is exceptional in my opinion. And maybe it's because I have like I've got some sentimental memories with it. That was my first year of college when it came out. So like I associate the memories of this music very much with, you know, going to college for the first year, meeting a bunch of new friends who I'm still friends with today. Like I said, I saw them in Cincinnati like a year later after yeah, that. Yeah. So Mint Car is one of my favorites. Bangs is, in my opinion, a great song. It's a great opener to the album oh, too. Hell it, yeah. just, it just punches you in the face and you know it's just a great song so that's that's essentially why i picked it yeah yeah <laughs> incredible song uh yeah kicks it off just i mean so catchy i was thinking about this the other day linnell songs kick off most of their albums i was trying to figure out off the top of my head if a flan song has start. What albums have started with a flan song? Because I, I mean, I'd technically, flood. You know, flood starts with the theme, but then it goes into yeah. birdhouse, which is Linnell, of course. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, well, dig my grave is. Uh, yeah, flans. Was so it, is that go. John Henry? Uh, no, Apollo. Sorry, Apollo Teen. Yeah, would have been the first song you ever heard beside the Tiny Tunes. <laughs> Probably. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. So, but it seems like like Linnell, they despite you know they've kind of gone in waves of like how weird their albums get. There's yeah. always weirdness in the lyrics, but like musically. Sure. But they usually like to start off with like a poppy, just like start off with a banger. You know, not you know you're not going to start an album. Yeah. With you know toddler highway or something right you know you're you're gonna start it with everything right is wrong again yeah Um, you gotta you gotta bring them in so people aren't like this is way too weird for me (laughs) right like if i like fun started with the song i like fun yeah i mean they're again they're far enough in their career they could do something like that sure but they didn't i mean maybe they should maybe maybe they should put out an album that has no poppy songs (laughs) or i don't know just no like no nothing in the vein of you know, experimental film or Mesopotamians. Like uh, people love those songs. Yeah. I love those songs. Um, but it would be so crazy if they put out just a uh, an album of only the weird shit. Yeah, they could do it at this point, and people would go with it. People would roll with it. I yeah, think. They de- yeah, they definitely could. I'd love it. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think before we go any further, we should listen to the demos plural. Yeah. Of bangs. Let's do it. So, and actually, before I plop one in here, let me make sure I'm playing the right one that came first. Two demos. What? I mean, that happens. That happened in the early days sometimes with like you'd get a dial a song and then you get a demo. Um, but here we got two that are pretty much just called demos, but you got the one that came out. Came out. Um, on the TMBG Unlimited, f- the f- 
February one, I believe. Yeah, February. Um, well, they're both listed as 2000. These are all 2001. But on the wiki, it's got the bangs, parentheses, McSweeney's listed yeah. first. So okay. I guess let's play that one first because we don't have months on here. We just have 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, so they might be Giants versus McSweeney's. have this do you i didn't have it no i had never heard this before you sent it to me yeah so they might be giants versus mcsweeney's um or or technically called timothy mcsweeney's very intense heated passionate battle slash embrace with they might be giants (laughs) is the sixth issue of timothy mcsweeney's quarterly concern a literary journal edited by dave eggers uh and so it's a book with literature and artwork and stuff and they might be giants being a brainy band i suppose you know there's a a, a fandom there and it seemed like a good match so i don't know it's just one of those weird things that they might be giants have done throughout their career where it's like huh wonder how they got hooked up with that but they 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 like to get their fingers in a lot of things and you know that's how they end up in homestar or doing theme songs for whatever and it's you know probably made them some new more you know some 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 more bookish fans uh, yeah, you know their fan base was already plenty bookish, but so this version. Well, I think one of the most interesting interesting things is the the extra verse. Can you murder with your style? Believe it when you've heard it. When the jury and the judge return and read the verdict. And that was also part of the Bangs promo, which, are you on the wiki right now? Uh, I am now. So, if you go to the, the chronology tab there. Yeah. On Bangs, and then They Might Be Giants versus McSweeney's, and then the Bangs promo. Click on that bad boy and look at the cover art of this. So, I don't know what the hell is going on here. Bangs promo, 2001. Again, we don't know yeah. exactly when. But look at, <laughs> look at the sweet, sweet cover art on that bad boy. Is this the Zomba screen music thing? Yeah, what the fuck? Is, what is that? Zomba screen <laughs> music? What? I have no idea. It's just like like something. It, it almost just looks like something. Um, like Microsoft Word circa that era would just like poop out as as like yeah. This is this, this is no, artwork. Like, were you were you ever in choir in high school or college or anything? Uh, I was a band guy, but I I, I teach okay. choir. I'm, I know. Yeah, how you'll know what I'm talking booklets. about. This looks like a choir. Uh, version of this song and be like, all right, class, we're going to sing bangs by, they might be giants. Here's the sheet music. You'd open it up. It's like a much more square arrangement of it. Like, Oh, this doesn't sound like the real one. (laughs) Yeah. That's what it looks like. Just a little kind of like flecked 
paper. They might be giants in the most boring font, but that's Zumba, Zamba, not Zumba, Zamba screen music. I'm going (laughs) to Google Zamba screen music and just see what comes up. Oh, is it a music player? Wait a second. What is this? Zamba screen music. Oh, well, there's even a page on the wiki for it. Zomba Screen Music was a division of the Zomba group of companies that represented film music composers. They acted as an agent for the Muppet Giants in the late 90s and early 2000s. As TMBG's agent, Zomba published the following promotional samples and singles. Well, they do not have a very good graphic arts division, but um, <laughs> so they put out the kids. Uh, wait, we're, wait. Kids, as in kid. Okay, so for no, I'm like. Kids like the movie, the X rated movie. I'm like, no, wait, 1999. This is not, this is actual kids sampler. It's around, that's that's three years before No came out. Whatever. The Lucky Ball and Chain promo in 2000. Mm -hmm. Why is there a Lucky Ball and Chain promo in 2000? This is something to save for that episode. And then the Bangs promo and then the Malcolm in the Middle single. But they all have similar um, boring or slash weird artwork. But Zomba! Yeah, of course I didn't even have to Google that. It's right on the freaking wiki. It's the third thing that pops up when I Googled it. I'm like, there's the wiki. <laughs> uh, so what did you think about that that verse there? Can you murder with your style? Believe it when you've heard it. When the jury and the judge return and read the verdict. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd ever heard that extra verse until you sent me those links today. I, I must have in the past at some point. But I was listening to it and I was like, I don't remember this verse being in the album version and then i was like i'm kind of glad it's not (laughs) (laughs) well i mean yeah there must have been a reason that linnell took it out yeah yeah i mean it's a fine verse i can see why they wouldn't put that in the album version but yeah it it goes a little bit more aggressive than the rest of the lyrics um but i mean you know it's when you just read it dry it's like can you murder with yourself it's just like oh you're killing me like oh that kind of you know it's all about the inflection so then let's listen to the version that came out on uh, Unlimited. Uh, that demo, similar to the McSweeney's version, but with a different mix and some different vocals. So let's listen to that one. Bangs above your eyes, your hair hangs. Below my mind, your royal flyness, I dig your Yeah, I like this one and the McSweeney's. The um, the drum programming is great. Like before you get Hickey in on there, it's yeah. like it's like it's almost <laughs> like more like going in like a disco direction. Almost like like that little that little fake hi hat in there on the yeah. offbeats. <laughs> Bang! 
Like it almost could have turned into like another man. It's so loud in here. If you really like went thumping with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. getting close to that territory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They should put out a whole dance album. Then, yeah. then people would lose their shit. Yeah. In a not good way. I would love it. <laughs> let me let me take a little detour now that you said that. Do yeah. you remember the part in Gigantic? There's a part in Gigantic when they're like about to listen to a demo of Man It's So Loud in here. Mm-hmm. And they're about to play it. And I think Flansburg turns to someone else and goes, I don't know. It's your friend. And like, do you know what that's about? Because I've always wondered what he was talking about. Like, I mean, like, hey, you, you're the one who wanted to bring this dance producer in here and try this song. So well, if this sucks, it's you, your fault. <laughs> well, you know who that person is. Who's that? They recently um, departed Adam Schlesinger oh. of uh, Fountains of Wayne and That Thing You Do fame. Oh, wow. He did a lot of the programming on that song. And I'm sure it was something, I don't remember the inflection on it, but like, was it Flan said it? I don't remember. I'll have to go back and watch the movie. But someone turns to somebody like right when it starts and it's this like dancey song and he goes, I don't know. It's your friend. Yeah, I, I think they're probably they're probably ragging on because I think Schlesinger is actually in that shot. Oh, okay. I need to go. I haven't gone back and watched it since he passed away. Yeah, I'll have to go um, back and watch it. Yeah, victim of 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 COVID. He was he was super like his pop sensibility. I mean, obviously, before he was even famous, Tom Hanks picked his song to be like the focal piece of what became a big hit movie. And the song yeah. became a hit on the back of that. And then yeah. he becomes just a hit songwriter and he writes a lot of stuff for, you know, and he, he has been involved in a couple other, they might be giants things, but that like, that's, that's a big one. The programming and stuff. A lot of that is him. And I do think yeah. I remember someone saying that he's in the room on that, in that, sh- that scene. Um, yeah, and that I might just, be I, who they're referring to. Yeah. I just thought that was funny. I didn't mean to go down a rat hole, but he was like, oh, yeah, plan- someone says, someone it. says something, you know, I just thought it, I, every time I watch the movie, I'm always like, I wonder what they were talking about right there. So, yeah, no, that, yeah, definitely. That's no, that's something I've wanted to talk about. Actually. It hasn't really, I don't think we've even done a Ming Carr song since he died. Um, yeah. Very very sad, but he's a super talented dude, and that's yeah, probably sure. who they're talking to. Like, well, he's your friend. Like the 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 sense of humor between the Johns is just so funny. I yeah. think sometimes, <laughs> especially like when they're on stage, I think it's pretty clear when they're telling jokes. But if they're just joking amongst themselves, like inside jokes between friends and stuff, if someone yeah. overhears it, they'd be like, "Man, that was really mean," and be like, not realize that it was a total joke. Yeah. you know. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah. It's probably a continuation of something they said backstage. Just made it on stage. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man. So anyway, back to bangs. <laughs> bangs is great. So by the time it made it to the album, it shortened a little bit. I mean, that murder verse was in both of those, and those were right around three and a half minutes, and yeah. then it got cut down to three oh nine. There's also the Bangs edit on the Mink Car Retail Sampler, but that's just, we don't need to really talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's, yeah, we could do, let's save the, well, you want to go ahead and listen to the live one I was, uh, I sure. linked in there first. Let's go ahead and do that, and then we can really dissect the song. So yeah, this is up. them, this is Mr. John Euless shooting this video, uh, capital Q on uh, the YouTubes. Nice. Whoops. <laughs> I want to 
want to start again. I, I'm really sorry. I apologize to you guys and also to you guys. Hey, man, I had an aneurysm so in the middle of that last time. I'm just, I'm just grateful my doctor's here. Yes. But don't worry. If you want to hear more highlights, here it comes. Okay. You got the sound? You got the sound? I think so. Okay. All right. Okay. Bags above your eyes, you have So it's 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 sometimes funny to look back for a band that has so many songs. I'm looking at the places they performed this. I'm just looking at the dates here because they've played it 94 times according to the wiki. And obviously, 2001 they were playing it on like every show, and then mm-hmm. 2002 they're continuing to play it. Um, skip a couple years to 2005, they play it once in 2005, once in 2006. And then not again until 2017, which is that tour that uh, that that this performance is from, the Wolf Den. Yeah, is that actually the first? Wait a second. Yeah. So this show, this performance, this was the first time Bangs had been played in 11 years at that show. Wow. And then they played it only a couple times that year, and then in 2018 they brought it back pretty hard on the I Like Fun tour. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I don't think I've ever heard it live before. Um, I would, we would definitely love to, but. Well, if you saw him on the, you said you saw him on the I Like Fun tour, right? Let me see. I, like I had already scanned yeah. through. Is that where they did the big two hour set? I mean, I think they've started to do that. I don't know if the I Like Fun was the first time they did that, but let's see. I'm I don't sure. know. Well, I'm scroll- scrolling through 2018 and I'm not seeing. Yeah. Tennessee. If I if I had heard it anywhere, it would have been in Cincinnati at Bogarts when oh, I was in college okay. and that would have been 2002, okay. 2001 or two or three, one of those years. Um, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. But I, I do not remember the set list from that. It was so long ago. Are you sure you didn't see them in Perth, Australia? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not seeing Cincinnati either. Oh, well great hmm. song. It'd be a great one to kick off a set too. Yeah, it's a great kickoff song. Cause, yeah, because everybody knows it, but it wouldn't be like you're not use you're not like you don't have to come out of the gate with Birdhouse. I mean, that's more of an encore song. You come right. out with Bangs. Uh, it's it's a one that everybody can sing along with. Kicks off the show at a high tempo. Uh, yeah. but you're not like you know uh, using up all the 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 biggest hits right away. Yeah, the last couple times I've seen them, they've opened with James K. Polk, and I think that's because huh. he says he says the word Nashville in the song. Sure, and so that that's probably why they open it open with it uh, here every time. That is fun that they. Uh, I like that how they will cater to certain cities. Yeah, whereas although James K. Polk from Columbia, Tennessee, technically, 
Well, <laughs> the correct state, at least. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he got his political starts in Nashville, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, right, sure right, did. right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, because most bands will just play the same fucking set list for a whole tour. Yeah. And yeah. I appreciate that they switch it up a lot, it seems like, on their tours. And that they have a song that they can like let sit out for a decade and then yeah. bring it back. Like they have such a deep well of songs to pull from. Yeah. And to let a song as good as Bangs go a decade without being played seems like criminal, but they have so many other songs. I mean, there's no way for them to play I mean yeah, we we gotta start a petition to put bangs back in the set list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there's a better chance than there was just because, you know, at least they've been keeping up on it. They played it they were playing it on the Australian tour, which was in twenty nineteen. They haven't mm-hmm. they hadn't been playing it on the flood tour, but I mean it's still fresh enough that it seems likely that it could you know, come could come back when they start touring again. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? So what do you like about the song? We've been we've been talking about little elements of it, but what about the musical elements of it specifically? Um are you a fan of what, what you know, can you describe what what draws you to this song? Well, it's upbeat and poppy, which I definitely dig. Not to say that I don't like slow songs, but like I said it's a great opener. Um the uh I love the harmonies toward the end of the um toward the end of the song and how they're kind of doing that um, call and repeat of the, uh, uh-huh. uh, uh, what, what, what is he saying on that, which world, the, which the world hangs or whatever. Yeah. And I'm only holding. Your yeah. I'm only, I'm only your, I'm only holding your hand to the, your bangs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just a great song. I'm, and it's not a very good description, but uh, uh, it's just a feel good song. You know, the, the backing I, vocals, I, the focus on the backing vocals for a second though, like without yeah. even getting into the lyrics, just the, the strictly like the arrangement vocally is great. And yeah. I believe it's all Linnell. Yeah. I mean, the credits are just as lead vocal, John Linnell, but the, the, those backups, I mean, I would count those as backups. They're back in the mix and they kind of overlay each yeah. other. Would have been interesting to hear. I mean, you can hear it live with, with Miller and Flansburg doing the backups, mm-hmm. um, but hearing Flans overlapping with Linnell, I am always a fan of that, but in the past like 20 years <laughs> on those early albums, they would sing on each other's songs quite a bit, but it, in the past couple of decades, they just harmonized themselves uh, except for some rare instances, but the vocal arrangement is fantastic. Like there's har- yeah. there's harmonies throughout the whole thing. Like it's just the harmonies are just rock excellent. goodness. Yeah. Just a power pop this banger. Is- this is probably one of my favorite bridges to and they might be giant song. Mm. Uh, I love the little guitar solo and I love the little breakdown of the, uh, in case uh, you think I'm here. Cause I'm like making chit chat. Uh-huh. Just remember what I said. The money's under your hat. And I'm just like, that's, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do like, cause it is such a, a banger. And like I said, the, um, the drum machine did have that little dancier feel, but then once, once, mm-hmm. Um, once Hickey got a hold of it, it almost went just like full on punk. It's just like bop, 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 yeah. like in those choruses, just like pounding every quarter note with the snare. Yeah. The drums sound good too. He's got a snare tuned up real tight too on this. Oh, one. yeah. That's, yeah. Hickey's MO. Like we talked about that when he was on for Rest a while. He was talking about this like 
stainless steel snare that he got. It was just like something they don't make snares out of. Like, like I've got an aluminum snare, but like stainless steel is like, that thing's heavy as hell. And yeah, just yeah. like, I don't know if he was using that on this too. I should get on Facebook and ask him. Uh, <laughs> he's not good at returning messages probably. Uh, so he wouldn't let us know by the end of this recording. That's for sure. But, uh, uh, but I do like that it breaks down there. And in case you think, dun, 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 yeah, dun, dun, just kind of breaks into the kick drum mostly. Yeah. Um, it, it's key that a song, this in your face pulls back at least a little bit. And it's only for like 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's perfect the way they do it, and I just that 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 four line stanza is just good. I just love the line the the money's under your hat. Talk about <laughs> I'm only here because of your bangs, you know. <laughs> I just love the idea of this this character in this song is just a, is just in head over heels in love with this girl, but it seems like it's mainly because of her hairstyle. Well, yeah, let's <laughs> talk about these lyrics. So funny. this is one of my mom's favorite songs. Yeah, and it's got some great lyrical painting. Uh, in this yeah, song too yeah I'm trying to look at some of this stuff here um yeah go, yeah the go, money's go under your hat where's that line that i love i'm looking forward to it right now the proscenium line yeah oh yeah the vocabulary oh, in this one yeah to swing concordant angles yeah oh it's like, so good yeah like the word concordant i mean you can kind of get the gist of it you know from from the context yeah. but like and, and- yeah, and although I liked you anyway, check out your haircut, a proscenium to stage a face that needs no makeup. Just ah, so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The It's funny. I just looked at the direction of Concord and just like, let me see if I, all these years, if I've been, uh, you know, correctly, I you know, getting the, getting the, what that meant there. And yeah. it has, so the definitions, the, the, the definition for geology Corresponding in direction with the planes of adjacent or underlying strata. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like that's the first one that popped up. I'm like, oh, okay. oh, geology, geology. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, it's just a, a word that only the MIP Giants would use in a yeah. song, right? Uh, yeah, like I mentioned, this this album came out um, my freshman year of college, and I was a theater minor in college, computer science major, but. I was in the middle of taking theater classes when this album was big in my life. And proscenium yeah. refers to the shape of a stage. Uh, and just just equating that to the shape of bangs and, you know, like hair shaping a face. I remember hearing that probably walking to class and being like, I just learned about what a proscenium was. And now it's in this song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it totally makes sense because like a stage has... You know, it has the main curtains, but there's also yeah. the other. Is there a name for that little tiny curtain that's just up top all the way across, the one that doesn't move? I'm sure there is, and my theater degree will probably be taken away from me for not knowing. But. Oh, the, <laughs> Dracula's coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that, there's always that little bit of a curtain that basically is covering up all the tracks and stuff that move the other curtains. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. that's the bangs. Like, you can just picture it like, there's the bangs. It's yeah, this this girl's face. Yeah, another uh, another one of my favorite lines in here. I mean, the whole song is great, but the one about the um, uh, pocket t-shirt. Oh yeah, bangs are like a pocket t-shirt, as casual as that, while fully intentional. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, that pocket that that just you know gives yeah. it that little extra zazz. Yeah, they're don't worry, they're casual. <laughs> but I 100 percent meant to wear this. <laughs> that, that pocket's there for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
bangs or that on which the world hangs and of course the the rhymes are great and it's one of these it's another one of these songs where i feel like linnell had to just be like just the just this whole song just came spilling out of him just at the mention of someone getting a new haircut that had bangs or someone even just mentioning i mean it seems like like that they could just write a song if you just give them a topic just be like okay let's write a song about um um magnets and then like they just write you know five minutes later come back with a song that's amazing yeah well um, insane clown posse already did that so true you know <laughs> as soon as that came out of my mat in my mouth i'm like well it would be a response to that where they would tell them how they work right because yeah. <laughs> because insane clown posse is a little confused so they might, they be, might giants. be giants should put out a song called magnets a letter to insane clown posse <laughs> yeah magnets here's how they work <laughs> But, you know, in St. Clown Posse's credit, they did cancel um, the Gathering of the Juggalos out of safety concerns. It's Well, what I'm saying is that, you know, I've never considered going, even as a tourist. But um, (laughs) the fact that guys that have said, you scientists are making me sick or making me pissed. Yeah, you scientists are making me pissed. Yeah. um, Would know enough more than the president. To be yeah. like, we probably shouldn't gather all of our fans together in one place because yeah. then there'll be some massive juggler like dying, you know, sweeps through yeah. the fandom. Who would have guessed the juggalos have more common sense than some of our leaders of government? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think I retweeted something about that. I can't remember which account I retweeted it from. It's a strange time for sure. But hopefully by the time this episode comes out, we'll all be in the past. God. <laughs> I was looking at the wiki here for bangs. It says the song was inspired by Zadie Smith, a story by Zadie Smith called "The Girl with Bangs." Is that available anywhere? So, Reed? yeah, well, this song inspired a story, not inspired by. The song oh, inspired sorry, a story. Right. Mis- misread it, and okay, that's cool. where the McSweeney's thing, like the McSweeney's thing, it's it's kind of fuzzy to me. And I probably could have cleared this up with John Ulysses. He probably would have known. Yeah, uh, when I was talking to him, getting this 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 thing, this MP3. Um, so the main car version incorpor- incorporates the first line from the story, but it, it like it, it is kind of foggy there. Yeah. I'm wondering if that is a typo there. It's, maybe it should be inspired by sure. a story because the girl Let with me- bangs. Are you looking yeah. it up? No, I'm, no, I wasn't Googling. I was just reading the wiki. The, <sighs> the whole McSweeney's verse part of They Might Be Giants is something I am uh, admittedly not too familiar with. Like I remember way back in the day, right. they were like, we're writing music for this literary journal. And I was like, cool how do i get that and i just couldn't figure it out you know yeah so. again even in the early aughts it was like you know yeah. we oh we got this sweet we got this uh t1 ethernet connection and we can download <laughs> yeah. like one mp3 an hour or whatever yeah. back and, in the early days of the internet if you couldn't find it in 20 minutes you just you're like well i'm never gonna hear this you know <laughs> yeah and that's why i didn't get long tall weekend for like a couple of years Oh yeah, because I, I was just like I didn't hear it until ah, like three or four years ago. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. They they oh, sh- they should have been like it's internet, you know, it's MP3 only. But then like a year later, I've been like, well, here's the CD for the rest of you people with poor yeah. internet connections. Like have some, you know. I mean, props Spare to them might be giants for being way, way ahead of their time on some stuff, especially like internet music and stuff like that. But sometimes it's yeah, you're maybe just a little bit ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right. Okay. So I'm looking up uh, McSweeney's "The Girl with Bangs," 
And what comes up first are a bunch of pictures of famous women that have bangs, in case you'd like to get your hair cut like them. Uh, I and I the haircut after all this. <laughs> and McSweeney's.net. Um, McSweeney's. This is the same McSweeney's, right? Yeah. It's a very New Yorker-looking kind of uh, publication. Yeah. Like know. I said, something I just didn't figure out because I was just like, I don't I don't understand what's going on. So <laughs> Yeah, but they don't seem to have this... At least I can't find it easily. Like you'd think in their internet archives, they would have all the shit. Mm -hmm. Um, The Girl with Bangs. Apparently, McSweeney's has a book coming. Oh, no. This was 2011. Upcoming Urban Outfitters books. And this is just a list on here that happens to have the word bangs in it. And, like, I can't find, like, I keep clicking on all these links. that Like, maybe this is it. Nope. McSweeney's.net. I'm an adorable romper, and I'm about to make your life a living hell by Kim Windica, and this is not the thing I'm looking for. <laughs> Apparently, they have wiped it from the internet. I guess you could probably find it on paper. Who knows? And John probably has it. Yeah. <laughs> I think he would have told me if he did. <laughs> he would have like scanned me or sent me some PDFs of it. Yeah. Yeah, well, not so lost, much. Lost to the history of time. Yeah, and then this, 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 you know, then one time it was performed in 2003, two years later. Yeah, two full years later, Zadie Smith, who wrote that, read The Girl with Bangs while the band played an instrumental rendition or a more instrumental rendition of Bangs while she read it. So that happened yeah, one time. Awesome. <laughs> I looked it up. It's it's not on YouTube. Of course not. It was 2003. YouTube didn't even exist. People didn't have... Uh, well, our flip phones had cameras, but they weren't worth a yeah. shit. So right. you weren't shooting video on them. Yeah. You'd take like three <laughs> pictures and it'd be like, no more room for pictures. Yeah. 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 Do you know off the top of your head if there's a vinyl version of Mint Car? Because I'm looking at my there CD is not. here. There is not. There is I've, not. And I've been slowly going through and buying, rebuying all of the They Might Be Giants on vinyl. I don't know if you can see here right behind me, but I've got the first album in my oh yes uh, back there mm-hmm. in my record crate back there. Yeah, um, and I've I've got the Flood e- uh, reissue on the way. Yeah, uh, I got. Well, which one? I got the picture disc. Um, uh, I didn't go with picture disc. I just went with the green. The green reissue. I usually don't like picture discs, but the whole animation thing hooked me, and then I couldn't get it to work for me with oh, many, yeah. many attempts with fancy cameras and cell phone yeah. cameras and everything. Yeah, the else. picture disc looks really cool, but correct me if I'm wrong, but like picture discs don't sound as good, right? They as, do not. But yeah, um, being that I have it on CD and CD is the best sounding media, I love vinyl, <laughs> but CD, <laughs> as far as the sonic spectrum being preserved, is the best <laughs> media. And uh, so I figured it's uh, I've got a frame I've got it framed so yeah um, figure it's good for that at least but yeah I got yeah. I've got a lot of them on vinyl not all of them but uh, but I think a really nice mink car uh, reissue on vinyl would be cool with the pullout poster yes. and this art is just so cool so okay is there anything else about the bangs lyrics that we haven't touched on yet before we get to covers I mean the lyrics are great like I said lyrically it's just it's just excellent. I mean, if we look at the interpretations, I want to see if anyone, because uh, I'm sure there's people that think it isn't about a haircut. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know. I think he pretty much says the song is about a haircut in the song, though. <laughs> right. But, yeah. but is it? It's about a haircut. You never know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, yeah. Um, 
a sad song that makes me happy. It, I don't, this song doesn't come across as particularly sad, other than just like it's kind of a weird relationship between the two. Yeah, the like, person, the you know, person in this song is definitely, I'm gonna say, a little obsessed with this girl. Right. Yeah. Um, he does say girl, right? I don't want to misgender anybody, but yeah, he does. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. The the relationship of the singer and the girl in this song is a little obsessive. And that can be a little problematic, but you know, love is weird sometimes. Yeah. It doesn't come (laughs) across as creepy as like, I'm your boyfriend now, which I'm actually recording next week. I'm very excited about that. So it's, it's about a, yeah, it's about a guy who, I mean, it's like that, you know, you wouldn't go and talk to somebody you're interested in if you thought they were hideous to you. Like, you know, everyone's got their own definition of beauty and, and all that, but um, the sure. reason it, you go and talk to someone that you're like, oh, check out that that you know that cute guy over there. Check out that cute chick over there. You know, oh, yeah, and sure. I feel like, hey, I really like your bangs. Like that's like a conversation yeah. starter. Oh, thanks. I just got them. It's a new haircut. And then there you go. And then you know, it might go yeah, somewhere. It, it might not. To me, to me, it definitely comes off more across as a like a love letter to this person's like favorite part of this other person. That being their bangs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess it would be better than him writing a song about some other part of her that she might not take as kindly to. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, the interpretations uh, don't seem to get as wacky as I thought they would be. There's a lot of really short ones here that bring up McSweeney's, blah, 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 which maybe before it was added to the trivia. Because some of these, I, some of the interpretations, they'll have a date by them or a name by them, and some don't. Some just seem so... Yeah. Random. Like, here's a random one. The few notes around the minute and 30 second mark sound strikingly like the line, Montana was a leg. Okay. Like, it's just like, who said that? When did they say it? Why did they say it? I don't know. That's yeah. all we got. Um, yeah. Let's see if there's anything else interesting in here. Are bangs what we in Australia call a fringe? <laughs> It's an odd word to use for something that should be light, isn't it? But I guess it's onomatopoeic if someone has really, really thick hair. I don't know what, yeah, fringe. Fringe does seem a little more like it it, uh, explains it a little more. But I've heard fringe before. Now here's someone who goes line by line. This is hilarious. Yeah. I think as a as a gag, it's it starts out with sigh. Could this song possibly be about a guy who likes bangs? Let's examine, shall we? Bangs, yeah, that's pretty self explanatory. Above your eyes, your hair hangs. That is usually <laughs> that is where we usually find bangs. <laughs> that's funny. I'm trying to look up. I'm trying to look up. Entomology of the word bangs as the, as the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get let's get into that. The money's <laughs> under your hat. I don't care about you. The true value is the hair. And although I liked you anyway, you're a cool person, okay? This is pretty funny. It says it is probably related to a bang tail, a term still used for the practice of cutting a horse's tail straight across. Oh. There you go. Yeah. Take I, that for what it is. It was from Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, just Chop right across. I mean, I've given, you know, me and my wife have given my daughter haircuts before, but pretty much it just consists of getting the hair out of her eyes. So we yeah. give her bangs and we, we, we need to cut her bangs again just because we're, I mean, 
My wife yeah. isn't very girly, and we don't care about putting like barrettes and tying her hair up and all this stuff. When we're just too lazy, we're like, just cut that hair right out of your eyes. Like instead of having to like put ties bangs in your hair. Bangs, when done right, are very very uh, attractive in my opinion, but they can go oh. wrong real fast. <laughs> bangs are great, and I convinced yeah. Car to get bangs when we were in college for a little while, and then they just kept, you know, when they grow out a little bit, they, you know, you cut them too high, they don't look right. Right, they grow past your eyebrows and they're annoying. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a fine line you're walking when you get bangs. Yeah, but like Karen O from uh, Yeah Yeah oh, Yes yeah. has rocks and bangs, pretty kill, pretty sweet kill bangs. bangs on Karen O. Yeah, um, I will I will say I'm I'm re- I'm rereading over the lyrics here. When I first heard this song, I misheard some lyrics. Um, I thought he was saying, um, "I'm only holding your head." So I can look at your bangs, uh, <laughs> which was a weird image of this guy just like hands on the side of someone's head. Yeah, that's I've hilarious. Found out that it's I'm only holding your hand, but <laughs> yeah, Uma Thurman has has rocked some pretty good bangs. Yeah, in the past in Kill Bill, didn't she have bangs in there? Yeah, uh, or maybe you're thinking of Pulp Fiction. Yeah, there you go. That yeah. bob cut there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mia Wallace. Yeah, I wonder if this is about a real person that he knew that's yeah like yeah i again i think it could be inspired by like anything these you know like state songs it's like yeah hey uh you know he never wrote tennessee maybe he should be like hey tennessee write a song about it yeah five minutes later there it is did you get the state songs reissue on record store day black friday thing that happened I i did not i own it on cd i did get earlier this year the uh the montana louisiana uh, United States shaped vinyl. Oh, nice! From the original run, I was very happy to get that. Even though my record player does not like to play it because the arm yeah. just wants to bounce back because it's the grooves are just smashed in there. It's not made for uh, fidelity at all. Yeah, the yeah. grooves are super smashed in there because there's only so much room within the the country's yeah. shape. Once you get close to the center, those grooves have got to get close together. Get close together, and my arm is just like it'll touch it and play a little bit, and then just be like, "Nope, I'm yeah. done. Record's yeah. over." Yeah. So whatever. I live right down the road from Jack White's Third Man Records here in Nashville. So I've, I've been there. Yeah. Done a little, done a little education myself on vinyl and everything. So yeah, I think when I was there, he didn't have all that stuff that he has now. I mean, it was it was still pretty cool, and he had the little studio. But he's gotten some new shit over there. Recently. Yeah, he's gotten some new some new novelties in there. It's a pretty cool place. Yeah, yeah. I remember I picked up the uh, a seven inch that Conan put out, and uh, and one that uh, Colbert put out. Oh, I've got, I've, yeah, I've got both of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, sure, what the hell? I think I've listened yeah. to them like twice, but whatever. It's gonna. Yeah, fun. the Conan spoken word thing is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's take a little break to hear from one of our podcast friends. You like they might be giants, huh? Oh, I hope so, considering the podcast you're listening to. Do you want to listen to another podcast where they mention they might be giants almost every episode, and it has nothing to do with that band? Of course you do. Well, then we have the podcast for you. At Bare Naked ABCs, we discuss every Bare Naked Lady song alphabetically. We break down the music, break down the lyrics, discuss other appearances by the band, and just have a fun time in general. But we also have interviews sometimes with people related to the band, such as when we talk to Dave Foley of Kids in the Hall, Harlan Williams, Susan Rogers, and of course, Stephen Page and Andy Cregan from Bare Naked Ladies. So if you like funny, sarcastic, and irreverent humor and music, come listen to us talk about the Canadian They Might Be Giants over at Bare Naked A-B-C's. 
So let's get to the cover section. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so not too many, and I think uh, we got to throw it to my friend Daryl Till, a.k.a. Astral B, the most played person on the cover section of the podcast. Here's one from 2008. He's been rocking these uh, YouTube Demo Giants covers for a long time, and the audio fidelity is is you know what you'd expect from 2008 cameras. But let's check that out. playing it from he's probably playing it from melody did he yeah. from from he memory not, did he skip he that not part? Do the, the breakdown i can't find it it seems like he goes right to the um and although i liked you anyway i think he forgot that part how dare you daryl i expect <laughs> a new version on my desk by monday so <laughs> <laughs> good yeah, I, I hadn't heard that until you sent it to me this dude's a basher i yeah. love it he and I mean that as a compliment, Daryl. It's that rock and binfold style, just like rock and roll piano. <laughs> Let's listen to guest hosts who have been on. They've had quite a few covers on here, and it's it's basically one dude. I think his name is. I want to say Joel. I was trying to find him on Facebook. I feel like I should know this guy. He says I'm basically a one man band right now. I've been recording covers of They Might Be Giants and slowly working on my own original work. So this is on Bandcamp, guesthost1.bandcamp.com, um, and did a whole album, Miserable Freak Show Quarterly, a tribute to They Might Be Giants. So let's listen to his cover of A Bangs. Bangs above your eyes, your hair hangs. Below my mind, your royal flyness, I dig your bangs. Bangs to drape across your forehead, to swing concordant angles as you went on your head. Once with a girl, I fell in love some time ago. Now she
Nice. That one's good too. This is one of these songs you kind of get lost in. Like it was yeah. kind of hard for me to find the bridge. The bridge comes earlier than I thought it. Yeah, it's earlier than you did. think. Yeah, because just like every part is so catchy and hard hitting. Yeah. Until it does just that little breakdown, and then right back. Like there's a lot of choruses, but it totally. It I never get sick of it. Right. You know, and they even trimmed it down since the demo. Yeah. Um, it's only three minutes. Sing that chorus all day, baby. <laughs> Yeah, I like the arrangement. I like the more prominent guitar. I mean, it's yeah. written by Linnell, so like keyboards are a big part of the original, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I like that heavy guitar in there. Okay, so then there was a Mink Car, uh, Mink Car cover .bandcamp.com, uh a full album of yeah, uh, Mink Car the, covers. Yeah, uh, this is the only cover I knew about of this song uh, before this. Mm -hmm. um, and I've actually heard this whole album. Do you know... Hank Green and about his Tell career me. and stuff like that. Not really. Hank, yeah, Hank Green is a, a YouTuber, um, and him and his brother John Green, who is also a YouTuber and a, a pretty popular author, uh, have a YouTube channel called The Vlog Brothers. And a couple of years ago, they got together with a couple of their internet friends and put out this Mink Car cover album. And I think like all the proceeds to it went to um, banks, some charitable organization. Okay. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Each, they, each they went to salons that only <laughs> give people bangs. Yeah, but each one of the people. Oh, on okay. The, here it is to benefit the the New York Fire Department, uh, the yeah, FDNY yeah. Foundation, which makes sense. I mean, this album came out on nine eleven, uh, yeah. and then they released this on the tenth. Well, it wasn't released on nine eleven of twenty eleven, but yeah. So it was the tenth anniversary of Minkar. So we're about ready yeah. for another one. Yeah, twentieth anniversary tribute. Yeah, so Hank Green is an author himself recently and a YouTuber, and I follow his YouTube stuff. I've watched him for, for years and years, him and his brother. And um, so that's how I had heard this cover. Bangs above your eyes, your hair hangs. Blow my mind, your royal flyness. I dig your bangs. Bangs to drape across your forehead. To swing concordant angles as you incline your head. Once with a girl I fell in love some time ago. Now she had bangs so that on It's funny. I'd only I hadn't heard of this cover album until um, I started the the podcast. So I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, Bandcamp was fairly new in 2011. I remember I started one for Outdoor Valor in 20 late 2010. Yeah, and yeah. it was like brand new. So they were like, like these 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 tribute compilations that fans have been putting together. Those have been cropping up a lot lately, and I'm I'm a big fan of those. Um, yeah. it's just fun to you know throw a cover towards you know some some bigger project um did you uh, listen to the man it's so loud in here cover when you did that episode i haven't heard that episode yet uh oh so you haven't heard my notable cover <laughs> no i haven't I'm, I, I'm a few episodes behind on the podcast I will a admit. few episodes <laughs> a few 
<laughs> that was like 50 episodes ago. Oh, okay. Uh, well, maybe it, maybe it slipped by me then. I collaborated with Colin Clive of uh, Mustard Plug, and we did a cover of it. Not in a ska okay. style like Mustard Plug, but um, I think, you know what? Did we play this I was just, one? I was just going to say the cover on this cover album is really good. Shale but. Riley and the Double Ice Backfire. Man. This one, yeah, this is a really cool kind of, yeah, the chiptune kind of thing. Yeah. I'm a big sucker for. I don't, you know, I'd have to go back. That was so many episodes ago. I don't, like, there are these things I should have been <laughs> keeping track of. Like, if I was better right. at, I was never good at taking notes in school. And it's, it's, <laughs> like, it's one of those things, like, like when I was trying to figure out who had the most covers on the show, like, it was definitely Daryl. Um, but like how many times, I don't know how many times have I played a, one of his covers and then Carrie Hearn's been on probably the second most on the cover section, but how many times I couldn't tell you. And then I'll come across an artist. I'm like, I think they've had a cover on the show before. I don't know. Cause mm-hmm. the same people keep popping up again. Cause this thing might be giants fans and people that are musicians and they might be giants fans. You don't just cover one of their songs. You cover lots of them. <laughs> right. So they keep popping up. Yeah, I don't know if we play that one. It's not sounding too familiar to me. But yeah, this one kind of this this whole tribute album kind of slipped by me, and it's weird because like YouTube search functions are are really good. Like I'll go to YouTube, SoundCloud, and Bandcamp when I'm looking for covers. But if you type, if you just type, let's see, TMBG bangs, or we could try typing out they might be giants. Um, it does not come up at all. You get the guest host one. I just happen to remember that. I'm like, oh, yeah, that Mink Car tribute. Let's see if we put they might be giants. Bangs. Do- no. Doesn't come up. Like, Bandcamp search search bar is, is kind of wonky. But mm-hmm. if you put if you put they might be giants Mink Car, then it's definitely going to come up with that. What the fuck? Where is it? Why is this not? Is it because it's such an old release that like something with the tags aren't right or something? It's not coming up like at all. It clearly exists. I'm looking at it. (laughs) Anyway, that's probably how I missed the man. It's so loud in here because it's just Bandcamp search stuff is kind of shitty. This Hank Green cover is really good. I like the synth tones. Yeah, so you know this guy, and you've known this cover for a while. What are your thoughts on it? I like it. I'm listening to it right now. It's definitely an interesting take on it. Definitely different. The the one gripe I have is that the drums are almost non-existent, and there's a big fake out at the beginning after the intro. It goes, it does the um, yeah, right after uh, I dig your bangs, dun dun, and yeah. it does the two hits. And then nothing, just no drum, and then no drums. Yeah, they're not in the song anymore. <laughs> it's a total fake out. There are a couple other little kick drum. I mean, it's obviously drum machine, but the little kick drum hits I found in the um, check out your haircut part. But then again, they kind of go away. So it's like, it's like <laughs> you think either like, oh, I'm going to put a drum track on this, or oh, I'm not going to put a drum track on this. Not like, I'm just going to put a little bit of a drum track on this. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a weird choice. Uh, like those hits are really important, but everything that yeah. comes after that, not so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For as big of a role that the drums play in this song, it's kind of yeah, not yeah. great to not, not include them. So yeah, it was okay. I mean, I enjoy it. 
Yeah, I, I like the synth arpeggios and stuff. And yeah, I, the, I think the synth stuff is cool. Yeah, I think again now I'm thinking turning it into uh, like a, a a prequel to Man It's So Loud in Here would be a cool way to take it. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the demo, it's almost like alluding to that anyway. Yeah. And Dan Hickey just made it more punk, which I'm cool with as well. <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 all the covers we got. It, it, it's funny because until I remembered that that Minkar cover album existed, I'm like, there's two demos and two covers usually. That's not how it works. Usually a song that has multiple demos is such a well-known song that you've got a bajillion covers of it, but I can only find three covers. And this song is too good to only have three covers. So I yeah. challenge you, the rest of the This Might Be a Podcast listeners, give me some more Bangs covers, uh, though now that the episode has already happened, the motivation <laughs> from me is not as, you know, it might not be as high, but, you know. <laughs> So we are to the portion of uh, the episode where you must score this song. Yes. Hmm. What to score, Bangs? I mean, it's a great They Might Be Giant song. It's definitely not my favorite They Might Be Giant song, but it is excellent. How dare you? What's that? How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) You picked it when there were still many, 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 many other songs. No, no, I'm kidding. I do love this song. I'm going to give it a firm 7.5 out of 10. How about that? Sure. Sure. I'm interested to see. I didn't look where it was ranked on the wiki here uh, on the scores, the scores on here. It's 413 out of 910. It's like smack dab in the middle. It's what? Dead center, yeah. That is not good enough for me. I think the Mink Car haters probably get on there and just give like a zero to every Mink Car song. And those people can die. Mink Car is great. They can rot in hell. Let's see. Where is it? Uh, Bangs. It's above your own worst enemy, which is also great. Yeah. How is it below bed, bed, bed? But I mean, it's 0.01 behind bed, bed, bed. And yeah. Call connected through the NSA, which I don't even know. Yeah. It does have an average rating on here of 8.29, though. So that's pretty good. Yeah, really. I mean, when, when when you actually look at the scores, you're like, okay, it's still like... Yeah, I'm about to give it a score that's less than eight, so I guess I can't really talk. But the scores, like people get on here and just mash tens, which I think, yeah, is what I'm going to do. Let's see if I because it'll tell you if you raise it at all. I'm I'm going to see if I can raise bangs. Yeah, Um, I'm not about to give it a ten on my uh, score here because it's not up with like she's an angel. But let me just see if I can change the ranking on the wiki. Let's see. Though it already has 109. Let's see. 10. Let's see. Come on. Go up. Has moved it zero places. Damn it. <laughs> oh, well. What can you do? Okay. I well, love we'll, it. That's well, all I care about. <laughs> what's, what's my real score? You know, you're 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 pretty close there. I think uh, I'm going to go 7.9. Nice. It is a great song. A great opener. I mean, and like I said, a good one to open a show Without yeah. like having to bust out the biggest hits right away, but it's one that everybody knows um, and is so singable. So thank you for picking this song. Thank you. Yeah, great, great song. So you have a podcast that that has wrapped up, but do you have anything to plug? Current things to plug? Uh, just listen to the Poster Boys. Even though we are done doing it, it was a labor of love for five years. I really had fun doing it, so it's out there. Go listen to it. What's the next labor of love for you? 
Uh, I don't know. I have a couple podcasts I want to start, but oh, yeah? just haven't gotten around to them yet. So well, will we'll they see. have ha- will they have been launched by September <laughs> or wait they, August whatever I said <laughs> if they have I'll shoot you an email and let you know but we'll see <laughs> my next labor of love is going to be get out of this house and hang out with people whenever I can so fucking a fucking a yeah this is like a podcast renaissance here but then. We'll yeah. see like a drop off in like episodes. Like all of a sudden, everyone has put their podcasts on hold because they want to go outside. <laughs> or people will start like nature podcasts. And it'll, be, it'll just be like a Zoom recorder and they're like crunching through the forest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you could go into the forest as long as nobody else is, is within six feet of you. Yeah, true. Oh. Uh, Fuck, fucking a yeah that's all i have to say about that all right adrian thanks so much for coming on and and thanks again for waiting being so patient yeah would you like to pick another song and not have to wait a whole year to do it yeah sure i will definitely come back and talk about they might be giants whenever you want me to all right so go ahead and take a look at this now i will send it to you on gchat before i forget and okay. uh you can look through that you don't need to decide right now obviously but you can look at how many more songs have been claimed since pick you claimed bangs <laughs> So, what else, is there anything else on mint car available? <laughs> Joe, yeah. Um, Maybe I should just be the mint car guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've got I've got a couple of mint car guys uh, who, like me, are making sure that it gets its due. You know what? Actually, you know, it Wait is. A second. A, no, nobody's picked Cyclops Rock. You know, Mari, actually, if we wanted to oh. have a Nashville episode about Cyclops Rock, Mari <laughs> talked about that one, ended up picking some other ones. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a cover, but still, we got. Uh, f- oh, finished with lies. She thinks she's Edith's head. Which let me make sure I didn't double up on that on Long Tall. Okay, yeah. Cool. I'll go through here and look and pick something else, and we can do in another one sooner than a year from now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the kids' albums don't get well represented. You don't have to pick one of the kids' albums, but like, I love those kids' albums though. They're great. Yeah, if you want. I mean, uh, cool. I'm, I might pick a kid's song next. ABCs <laughs> and Y are are. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the deal is. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, thanks again for being on. And people can find this might be a podcast on uh, this might be podcast.com. This might be podcast.bandcamp.com for lots of covers, me and friends. And uh, we're on all the social medias. Give me a voicemail, people. I like playing the voicemails. Makes me feel like a cool, like, uh, real podcast. Uh, 224-801-2930. Or send emails. This might be a pod at Gmail. Uh, Do you want people to find you on uh, uh, Twitter or anywhere else? Yeah, absolutely. I'm at Adrian Cobb uh, pretty much anywhere you can find me. So Twitter and Instagram are the two I do the most frequently that are open to the public. So. Yeah, Adrian Cobb, C-O-B-B, like the delicious salad. There you go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, man. Let's call it a night. Perfect. Perfect.